Let's shoot bro live in a second here. All right, here we go, brother. We're going live right now. We speak. So, um, it's your boy Montoya Smith, aka Black Socrates. You hear me pretty well? Yeah, I hear you good. I hear you good. Just checking. All right, everybody. Um, this is a thoughtful rant. This is our first one we've done via video. Uh, let's see here. I can hear you in the background. Maybe you could, can you turn your volume down on your end? I think I need, maybe you can hear me. I'm trying to figure out where I'm hearing it. I tried to turn the volume in on my end. It might be my end. Hold on. Give me a second. Yeah. I think it's your end. It's kind of quiet over here. Okay, cool. All right. Let me figure this out. Everybody bad with us. First time doing it on video. I'll show them some calls while you're figuring that out. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, definitely do that. Yeah, go ahead and talk. They can hear you. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we got the McLaren over here, the, the, the showroom car. Jekyll and Hyde, that's the business that we currently own. And you can see the Jekyll and Hyde theme. Got the uh, chrome on the right side. Got the design on the left side. This is actually print, printed on the chrome, which is really oh, wow. dope. They, they said we couldn't do it. They said you couldn't print on Chrome. So we took this whole Chrome piece and ran it through a printer. Right? Oh, wow. So, yeah. All right, I think we're working now. I don't hear a second one in the background, so I think we're on game now. So with right. that said, um, you got your man, my man, William Agnew, showing off his new business. What's the name of the business, brother? Just throw it out there. Since this is Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde's car wraps, right? Custom car wraps. So we do... We do more than car wraps. So we do lift kits. We do uh, paint correction. We do ceramic coating. We do paint protection film. We do wheels. <laughs> so oh, wow. wheels we too. do it all. Wheels. Nah, wheels. Yeah, we got, the, we got the wheels over here on the walls. So I can dig wheel. it. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. Well, I love it, man. I wanted to hit you up real quick for this thoughtful rant, which you've been on this thing before. There's no rhyme okay. or reason to it or whatever. Um, right. But the way, the when we keep out the prayer first one, because you're on the first thoughtful rant. It was yes, based sir. on you always dropping these seeds on Facebook. And uh, I, I saw a couple when you dropped yesterday. I hit you up today. And you yes, sir. In the day, and I was like, man, let's dig into the stuff you you pointing out because you always have some insight that I think people can use. That's why, in a sense, call them thoughtful rants. You know, no rhyme or reason. We just going to go hard with it. And so what I wanted to do is share the one you put up yesterday and kind of dig into your thoughts into it. And then as I hear it, maybe get some of my thoughts and then we'll move into the one you put up today on Facebook. So for anybody out there, um, if you're listening now, go follow William Agnew on Facebook because the gym you're about to hear this brother is always dropping them. Uh, let me pull it back up. I had it pulled up. I'm still just still learning how to maneuver on the computer here. Here we go. All right. So the first one actually was a, um, you talking about a quote that came from Steve Jobs. Yeah, I wanted to share the quote and then what you said about it, and and we'll go a little deeper with it. So, okay. uh, Steve Jobs or J Jobs is that how you say it? just Jobs, right? Not Joe. Yeah, Jobs. yeah, Steve Jobs. Yeah, right, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs says the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. The storyteller sets the vision, values, and agenda of an entire generation to come. And then what you said about it in sharing that quote was never forget. The only way to defeat the storyteller is to teach the children it is indeed a story. 
Sure. Not participating in vilifying those beings falsely leveraged within the story. Brother, that hit very hard with me. But versus <laughs> me telling you what I gathered from it, I want right. you to further explain what I think I see. I think I know exactly where you're going, but I want to hear from the horse's mouth, man. So again, I'm going to say it one more time. Never forget, the only way to defeat the storyteller is to teach the children it is indeed a story, not participating in vilifying those beings falsely leveraged within the story. Um, yeah, what did you mean, brother? I can hit a I can hit that guy in the background, so you might have gotten close to him again, just so you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me let me go to a different different spot. All right, no uh, well, you know what? It, it's 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 funny because I kind of told you about this uh, before, uh, and when we were talking earlier and and i got this for the reason that i'm 30 i'm on 30 day suspension with facebook and so it, the story goes in, into that mm. and it, it's mainly because this guy I, I, i'll tell you where it came from where the thought derived from and then when i saw the steve jobs joint i was like that's it right there that's it that's yeah. why i posted it and then that's why i added the commentary to it mm -hmm. with the uh with the story and how the story is is the most powerful thing and um and what it was, was this guy I went to high school with, right? And I was on his post and he had reposted a video of, and it was, it was clipped together, but it was, it was, it was black people attacking white people. And when I say attacking, I mean like hitting them in the face, like boom, boom. And then it was just one after the other or just kicking them or just beating them. Mm -hmm. and, and then his narrative of what he was trying to explain was that the media has a different, uh, is not doing the right thing with only showing one side, they're being one-sided in the story, right? And so, but for me, I kind of call him an idiot. I was like, bro, you're an idiot. You're straight up idiot, stupid. What you trying to do? Because as you could see in the post, uh, people didn't even connect with the idea that he was trying to say about the media. They were only sensitized to what they were seeing, which was the violence of black people attacking white people. And so every post you saw under that, right, was catered to that. Makes sense. Right. And I was like, you, 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 you idiot. What are you doing? You, you, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? You, you're not even your point is you're doing the same thing that you're complaining about. Worse, though, <laughs> Worse. With, 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 with less sophistication is your point. Exactly. 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 And he didn't understand that. So this is why I got suspended, because I said we could do this all day. So I sent. I sent the, the pictures of the black folks being hung with white people standing around, right? And I said, we could do this all day. What does that mean to you, right? And what does that say to you, all white people, right? Yeah, what are you getting from this, right? And so when I saw the quote from Steve Jobs, it made me realize, it took me back to that experience because I was like, that's the story. The clip that he posted was a story, right? right? And it was a story that, you know, and it was leveraging, right? It was leveraging us, Right. Absolutely. In the way that we were being perceived and the power was with the person who actually created it and then shared it. You see what I'm saying? Of course. So I'm following 100 percent. So the power is. So. So what people need to understand by that post, what I was getting at is the storyteller or the story that you're witnessing. It's just that it's a story. Right. Exactly. And many times that story is used to leverage in any kind of way, good, bad, whatever, whatever it is. You know, one thing, Montoya, this made me, it reminded me of, of you a lot too, because this is what I know you connect with, which is why when you like the post, I wasn't surprised because you're always trying to uh, 
and, and doing very well at it, right? But you're always trying to uh, clear the narrative by saying, look, don't buy into the negative so much because it's a story. And yes. you know, you know what we do is we we pick the story up and we run with the story, right? Mm-hmm. All the time right. without really understanding how that story is leveraging the participant or the people who haven't even chosen to participate in the story sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, so, I understand 100%. <laughs> so I mean, this is why I love it, man, because because the work of mental dialogue, and, I, and I, I, I'm going to say to a degree, it's not even fair to say that's what we do. It's what humans do. It's, it's human nature. Is, yes, yes, and that's why you nature. had such a problem with what nature. the guy did, right? Yes, yes, and whatever. it is human nature, for sure. And then what happens is... And I and I love it, and then it resonates. Obviously, Steve Jobs has a you know a history, and we know Steve Jobs or whatever. And so I love it that it was his quote. I never heard this quote or whatever from him, right? And so right. it makes so much sense because he's using the quote to a degree to show how the storyteller can be positive. Yes. And then you're saying this guy is being the storyteller in the worst way, and like you said, the two of us could do this all day. And then the reality, based on our real life experience, you understand that there are some powerful narratives uh-huh. that have unfortunately affected our community in a way. And the uh-huh. truth is, need, nobody needs to believe the story in that situation, but right. the power lies in the hands of the person who wrote the original narrative. So exactly. like you said, that's why this resonated with me, because our dialogue in mental dialogue is to weed through what's narrative and what's real. Exactly. Because a lot of times, if you can lose sight of the narrative that's been handed to you by the storyteller, yes, then you can make better decisions. Yes. But quite often, we're being emotionally aroused by the puppet master who's telling the story. Exactly. And we have to understand that. And then that goes into what I, the, the only way to defeat the puppet master, right? There's only one way to defeat the puppet master, and that is to inform indeed the, the child the child that it is a the, story it is a story and that's what do we do key. with stories that's the key so now the, the, key. The, the child has the capacity and the ability to be objective differentiate differentiate right i do understand this is a story i do understand there are some truths there are some lies i have to use you know my you know critical whatever thinking. Yeah, my critical thinking to differentiate and critically think and understand and be smart about what the conclusion I come to is. And so when I see a grown man at 50 years old who I went to school with using a story that is literally one after the other clips of violence, right? And picture. Yeah. And, And watching the masses buy into the story that he painted and not correcting his point of view, because his point of view was the media is pushing a narrative that is not equal and just. Because what he's saying is they're showing oh, that we're oh, yeah. we're we're victim we're victims, but they're not showing our 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 struggle. And that's yeah, what that's, he's saying. Yeah, that's of course. That's, I mean, like you said, it's actually whack and simplified. <laughs> and here it is. Now, for anybody listening, or the example you gave. If you if you don't understand context, right, they'll think you're saying that's what you're upset because he's showing, you know, that he's a white guy, right? Well, they'll simplify to that, right? But the context is that you're really addressing and why you chose this chose this quote is just a misuse of story. 
tell it. It's a story. How detrimental it can be for anybody on quote unquote, if you even want to say either side, which is really the bullshit because yes. at the end of the yes. day, we the, the goal should be not to have sides to a degree. Right. Right. And and once we become aware of the storyteller, now we can recognize the fact that's why we have sides. It's because of the goddamn storytelling. It's the storytelling. Exactly. Like, it is. It would and be that's so not- unnecessary to even be doing that. Yes. Because to a degree, he's recognizing that the media is putting a slant. We'll give right. him, look, I'll give him that much credit. But right. to turn around and do the same thing is not a full recognition of yeah. what's being done to you. So yeah. if you fall into the media's trap, to complain really of falling into the trap. Yeah, to complain about what you turn around and actually do, do is it's idiot. It's, 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 it's idiot. I, call, I called him. I said you're a, you're an idiot, bro. You're you're one hundred percent stupid ass idiot. I didn't hold back. I was like, you know, it's just that I just was very you know, frank. I respect it because what yeah. happens is what happens is he'll I, you know because what happens is individually he'll just feel the attack without understanding yes. that the attack is. Right now, you're what you just did created the exact divisiveness that you just read. Yes. So therefore, exact you can't understand that. If I try to dialogue with you and you can't understand that, then you're you're being ignorant because you're adding to fire. And it's the last thing that we need currently as we're trying to navigate and figure out an, an America where clearly the last few years have been nothing but divisiveness divisive and so are we going to continue to feed into that narrative by using the same tactics that's just stupid it's yep. ridiculous I respect it's, it. and so you know it was it, that's what that, and that's yeah, what's in that me. moment and let, yeah, me, so let, me, I, let me take it a little deeper because when i read it because obviously i didn't know the backstory to what made you do it right okay so here's yep. again we're on the same page but what, what popped in my mind was just a couple of weeks ago we did a uh, show on cr- uh, critical race theory right, right. And yeah. so what popped in my mind as i watched that is Literally, that's this quote and what you said about the quote is literally what the real fight is. And what right. I was saying on that show, uh, I had a, myself, I was fortunate enough to have um, Shelly Winters and we having a dialogue and Latrice Ross, we were all having a dialogue about it. And the unfortunate part is even that term, critical race theories, how mm-hmm. it's being misused by both political parties because they've painted a narrative around what it is versus what it really is. Right. Right. So, yes. And and so this is why your comment becomes imperative, You're right? To the masses, not even yes. the children, to just us yes. as grown people. Yes. Unfortunately, no surprise. Right. It's used by both political parties. Has people on a side. The unfortunate part is you're on a side, of, and most people don't even know what it is. Exactly. Because exactly. we're unaware that it's a story. It's a story. Like, like I'll give you now is what's popping in my head is I had a, a similar thing where I didn't, you know, I, I was on Facebook and it's, it's not somebody I knew. So I didn't uh, go at them directly like you ended up with your friend in high school. Yeah. Where we were yeah. having a dialogue and I ended up sharing, for example, with the critical race theory, um, the guy was railing against it because he was like, he doesn't want this taught in school. And I says, I says the sad part we would have had to show. So I, I uh, posted, I said, the sad part is there is no side pushing for it to be taught in schools. Right. So this is the first time hearing that perspective. You know, right. being pretty political. You know, what again, just doing how I do. I don't, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Or whatever. And so and he was like, um, no, it is being pushed or whatever. And I says, well, no, nah. I says, the funny thing is, and this is literally happening. I don't even know if you heard this. But yeah. um, in the uh, state of Texas, 
mm-hmm. they actually uh, were pushing a, a bill through and they were taking out the writings of MLK, the yeah. writings of Frederick Douglass, yeah. the writings of um, Susan B. Anthony, yeah. taking out the entire Native American history. This right. is a bill that's be, was on the floor yeah. of of uh, you know the um, the legislation of tech in the state of Texas, right? Yeah. So yeah. I share that, and the guy he doesn't know me. So yeah. his next thing is, you know, you're p- passing on lies. This is not true. And I'm like, yeah, this guy clearly don't know me because I don't do that on the, you know what I'm saying on you know how you know I like to present right. information. Yeah. So I, li- I I quickly dialed up the actual video of what I was saying. Mm-hmm. So he goes from that I was telling a lie to when I show him the vi- show him the video. His response is the typical response, which was, yeah. oh, that's one incident. Yeah. You feel me? So yeah. now yeah. it was reduced to I was lying. Yeah. So now it's one incident. One incident. Yeah. So he's and backtracking. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. And so what I was what I was saying to him was I was like, bro, ultimately both sides are BSing you. Yeah. Critical race theory is something that's taught on graduate level or right. whatever. I right. Said, but it's being used for political means. For sure. Have, for example, because I, I know this, Texas yeah. handled it that way. In right. Georgia, our governor, believe it or not, handled it a little, because now it's become a political narrative being pushed. So he handled it a little more slick, slickly. So right. it's not a situation where it's pushing that type of stuff out of the curriculum. Right. But, just, but, but here, you know, now I'm not going a little deeper than I wanted to go about it, but just speaking of it, just to get this part clear. So the big problem with it happening in Texas, though, I learned this years ago and didn't realize this, Texas mm-hmm. is very is often very is responsible for the books that will be bought throughout the Southeast. Right. And the reason that's done is because what happens is because Texas is such a large state, mm-hmm. they will typically have the largest book buy to a right. to a particular um, brand or company that's providing or whatever. Yeah. And so what other states will do by jumping on the Texas buy, it saves all the schools moves. That's interesting. It I saves no all idea. money. Yeah, so that makes a good body sense. Yeah. So what gets done in Texas will typically be all, of, all. Yeah, all the schools will buy what they bought right. because it just saves them more money. Right. Yeah. And so Texas it makes has, sense from a yeah. whatever, but it unfortunately gives Texas too much power over Texas, what our children learn. What our children. Te- yeah, Texas has a lot of power. <laughs> so unfortunately, Texas, Texas, if you got a legislation that says they want to take out all the writings of MFK, all yeah. the writings of Frederick Douglass. That's yeah. scary, you know what yeah. I mean. So yeah, that's what happens that's the, is the other the other states just get to buy the book. They don't have to do legislation mm-hmm. in there. They don't have to do a legislation, right? You feel me? So Texas, yeah. if they get the legislation passed, then Mississippi could just buy the book. They don't have to have an yeah. argument in their state legislation yeah. over critical race theory. They don't have to yeah, Texas, the They just buy the book. Yeah, you Te- see Te- what I'm saying? Te- so it's real yeah. slick. Yeah, Texas but sets now the precedent. Goes back to this Vic to what your whole point. The yeah. storyteller is the most powerful person in the world. And I think I think that's what we must. We have to get to a point, and you know, it goes back critical thinking, it goes back education, starting early, understand, like really understanding critical thinking because the storyteller, right, as we see and as everybody knows, you know, with media, the way we see it, the slantedness, the division, like this is not a secret to anybody. Everybody with a with, you know, everybody can see the game that is played on the right and the left and the, you know, how that works politically. Everybody's aware of that. But I think it's the I'm lack scared of- that they're not. Am I, I, no, I think they may be wrong, but I think- I think I just, I don't think they know when it's okay. being applied. Okay. I think people understand it, but the emotion of whatever 
hot button they have, right? Which is what what politics is designed to do is to create hot buttons, just like right. you Narrative. so eloquently uh, said with the with the with critical race theory. They why do you think the critical race theory is a is a hot button? It's because they know that that's a hot button, right? That's Absolutely. that's why it was that was brought up. So I think most people understand the divisiveness. They can see it. They they know that it's part of what the media does, the right and left, the Fox, CNN. I mean, you'd have to be an idiot not to see the people flip so between the that. two channels. You know but what I'm saying? This, this. So but I think, that, but here's what I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna know if this is a but, and you right. probably already understand this. Right. So what I'll say though is you're right that people see it, yes. but they're moved by the narrative to attach to, move to by one narrative or the other. So that's why I'm saying they don't see it from this standpoint. So as much as your 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 people are seeing it and they yes. say openly they're frustrated by it, yes, they're buying into the narrative because so they're moved. Uh, that's why I'm saying like, do they really know? But go ahead. Because they're moved by the emotion, emotion of, of it of the topic is what it is. And that is the power of storytelling. That's why the art of storytelling is so dope because through emotion, you can control people, right? And so that's what it is. When the topic is so emotional to you and it really connects to you and you can identify with it, there's common ground, right? Once you identify, like the best salesmen, right? The best marketers, they understand that the first thing they need to do is to, is to gain a common ground with an individual. If I can come in and say, hey, man, you play ball, right? That's the common ground. Oh, I play ball too. Who's your favorite squad? Yeah. So now we build this trust, right? And once we get that, that's the emotional connection. Now, you know, everything else is, yeah, everything else is part of the story. You, you tell the story more so than the technical reasons. And you can't even tell when I'm trying to sway you if I'm very good at it because I'm a great salesman. So it then you get caught up in the story so much, you don't even understand the psychology of what I'm trying to have you get involved in, right? And then now it's just a debate and it's a debate that goes nowhere because people are over-emotional about the story in the first place. That's the power to go back to the, you know, the essence of it. The power is the fact that it's a, it's, it's, it's a thing that people can connect with that causes emotion within the story that then makes them passionate about what the outcome is. And you know, the, the, the storyteller has a lot of control over how you get to that 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 place, right? right. And, and another part, here's a line, and then I'm going to go into the other thing you said. Okay. Um, but it says, not participating in vilifying, um, vilify, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm going to pull it up. Hold on one second. I want to say this exactly right, because this is very key to this before we close this part. Right. I just got to right, move my thing, my little buttons on so I can see it. All right, it says the last part of it said not participating in vilifying those being falsely leveraged within the story. And yes. that's that's where we become weak as as an as a, as a, as, a, as American citizens, if you will. Sure. As we get we 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 buy the story to then point at the and uh, we start othering people, mm -hmm. not yeah. realizing that the story was handed to you. And here's the, the best example of it all. Yeah, and it's right now. You know, obviously, we're having um, violence increase in the in the country around the country, um, sure. which is definitely an issue. It is definitely a problem. And what happens is, part of this reason is it, that it's such an issue to 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 be concerned about. Is most people are not aware of that we actually got down to the lowest state of violence we've ever had as a country, like it's steadily right. been going down for forty years or whatever. Right. 
So when it gets so low and that becomes the norm, any uptick is going to be quite noticeable. I've right. even seen some people, you know, suggest that we're that this is the worst ever. It's like, no, this is nowhere close to the 90s. But because it's <laughs> no. been so low, right? Then and, and it's not that we shouldn't be in, you know, I'm not excusing it. It's not that we mm-hmm. shouldn't be alarmed. We should mm-hmm. try to keep it low as it's ever been. So For that, sure. but again, just being relative about it. Then what happens is we start talking about billing, vilifying people. So what happens is we start trying to figure out who the players are. Who's the violent. People. Right. Right. And the reality has always been crime follows economics. It's no more simpler than that. But the narrative will tell you everything but that. Yes. That's where. It is. That's that's exactly what it is, bro. That's 100%. You hit it on the head. It's economics. Crime follows economic disparity 100%. I tell people that all the time. The data is there. You can see it. It's 100%. It's not, uh, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. The numbers, you know what I'm saying. Like, so yes, here it 100%. is. Let's, let's add to that and give people the, the real truth. This ain't right. even a narrative now, right? Right. So right. when you see that it matches up, mm-hmm. now... If we understood that versus the narratives that we see in the media, then crime problems would now become an American problem because that's yes. what they've always been. Right. Yeah. We've, we've racialized something that has nothing at all to do with race. Nothing. Nothing. It's not about race. At all. And, and, and you know, you can get in trouble saying that with your own people. You know what I'm saying? Like, because... Of the story, because they bought the story. <laughs> because they bought the, they bought the story, bought but in reality, but in reality, it has everything to do with. And when I say about race, obviously there's there's disparity in economics between races, right? So it is it, it is about that. But what we're saying is, it's not about race specifically in general. It's about the economics being more equal. So race is then not a a a, a, a differentiation. Absolutely. So if you fix, so what you're saying, and that's what I think I hear you saying is if we solve the American problem of economics disparity, right? You know, we got billionaires shooting rockets off into space, you know, putting more CO2 out than everybody in the world combined, right? In one launch, right? And they're going to space just to say, it's almost like, it reminds me of, 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 of Instagram. It's like, so when you go to space, what are we doing? Why are we doing it, right? Are we, are we going to take a picture in space and say, hey, this is a billionaire selfie? Is that what you guys are doing? Like, so we're spending billions of dollars economically to do that, but we got these people who are dying in the street because they don't have proper health care. We don't have universal health care. We don't have, you know, we don't have these basic necessities and people are dying every day because they can't afford these basic necessities, but you guys are going to space. And the thing is, the psychology is crazy because we buy into that hype. Well, the narrative has been running for a long time. But it's the story. Yeah. It's been running for a long time. Yeah, it's the story, bro. So we, it's the, so we get caught up in running to the story versus the clear-cut why. Critical so, thinking. Right. So the clear-cut why actually should have us coming together versus right. being divided to, right. to say, I, like, we go, we, we, like, people are going, why is this happening? <laughs> Like I'll give. I was on a panel about three weeks ago, right? Right, right, right. And so they were having this dialogue about 
where what, what one part of Atlanta had done. Mm-hmm. And right now you're familiar with Atlanta to a degree. Yeah, for sure. Called Buckhead or whatever. And there, yeah. there's this dialogue about whether they're going to actually separate from, from Atlanta, if you will. That yeah. dialogue's being had. It may yeah. happen or whatever. But right. a big part of that is, the, in a sense, the, the crime is a big part of the reason this is being pushed. And I found right. out from the dialogue I was on, like their taxes have went up like 350% over the last decade, and uh, 15 years or whatever, right? Yeah. But yeah. What the guy said was, it's funny that the 350% raise in taxes never made them say this. You right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But of course, the word crime is a narrative and it's racialized. Let's just call it what it is, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, um, and so somebody, the question was kind of asked, well, does this have anything to do with race really? Or just these are real concerns with crime? Mm-hmm. And, and I says, well, um, considering that, unfortunately, I says, the Atlanta has been um, in the top five. It was number four years ago when I first got here in, mm-hmm. in income inequality. And yeah. I said, so when people are starting to have these questions about what are we doing and what are we doing to ourselves? Right. You know that um, since... I told him this and I said, well, since the um, um, the housing market in Atlanta caught up a little late on all of the, in a sense, you know, a lot of markets have already was ahead of Atlanta as far as the price raising, right? So Atlanta yeah. was kind of behind on that. I said, well, now that it's finally caught up, y'all probably don't realize we're number one in the country in income right. inequality. Right. So there's your answer for why you got to raise in violence. Right, right. For sure. Point blank. for sure. It ain't who's doing it. It's the reality we went from we we're already four, right? To move from four to one in the last eight years is you probably should expect that to happen again. It's not an excuse, it's right. Let's figure this out because this is clearly what's leading to this. But everything that's being addressed is about which which new mayor is gonna be the toughest on crime. And and you know what I'm saying? Like you you went from fourth to number one. So if your discussion ain't about how to go from one back to at least number four or number five. <laughs> Exactly. The next mayor is on crime. Exactly. Exactly. And so while we're talking economics, I had made another post. I don't know if you saw this, but I talked about how we support brokenness financially. That's where I'm about to go. I'm about to read that. Oh, you're about to go there? I'm about to read that quote. Oh, okay. So that's how good we on tune with this Nice transition. Yeah, nice transition. I'm literally about to read that quote right now. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. That's what made me do it when I saw both of them. Yeah. what made me do this. I almost called yesterday. So the one you put up today... Literally, you said, uh, here it is. You said, the problem is we reward brokenness in a system that doesn't until we flipped it, flip that. Basically, this is what we get. Let me say it again. The problem is we reward brokenness in a system that doesn't. Bruh, that's powerful, dog. Go ahead and jump in. Yeah, so what I was uh what I was really saying with that one, and you got to put in because for people who can't see it, the visual is beside brokenness. Uh, a reward, I think it's beside reward. I got a cash. Yep, cash. We a bag of money. A bag, a of, bag money. of money. It's a bag. That's perfect. Yeah. So so when I say reward, what I'm saying specifically is we reward brokenness. Is uh, again, I was uh like I was telling you before, I was listening to the the Fifty Cent uh book mm-hmm. on the Audible. And, um, you know, relating to hip hop, that's exactly what we do. Hip hop's a prime example of that mm-hmm. uh, because we don't go spend unless it's broken. Right. And when it's fixed or we have that perception that it is fixed or it's no longer broken, we stop participating and spending the money for it. 
And that's uh, and, and in listening to 50 Cent, that's where I got that, that from. Sense. Because he was talking about that. He was talking about how, you know, when he was broken, right? And all his life was broken. He had been shot. That he had been story. this. That sto- again, going back to the story, right? That story of his brokenness is what... But here's the thing. It's the common ground that we talk about. It's the connection. It's that common thing that we have in common that we connect with, which goes back to the financial situation, mm-hmm. right? So if financially we are, we have a common ground that we all struggle financially to a, to a certain extent where we're viewed in a certain way from media, right? Then we have that connection. So when we talk about that, that's the common ground of trust. If you get where I'm going. So that mm-hmm. common ground of trust makes us want to buy, right? Literally into that common ground. Right. See what I'm saying? So yeah, it, it goes back again. It, it goes back to the economic struggle. So as soon as that changes, right? As soon as the economics of it changes, then what will happen is that common ground will look different. Right. Because now what me and Montoya have in common is that we both got our business platform and we're sharing information. And this is what success looks like. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to support him and he's going to support me. So he's going to spend that money on what he has, in, what he sees to be the common ground. Because when he gets to be 45, 50, 50 years old, what 50 Cent was talking about at 25 no longer is relatable. So, yeah, he's going to stop spending that money once he gets legit. But the problem is we got to go through that process. You see what I'm saying? No, of course. And, and so until we understand that the brokenness is what we buy into and we need to change that. And I don't know the, so the question. The same results. Yeah. The question is, if indeed it is economic, then what do we focus on as the black community to change? it, Right. If it is critical thinking, then what do we do as a black community to change it? Whatever we need to do to change it, we have to identify what we need to do and then focus on doing that. Right. So we stop feeding and buying and spending our money to perpetuate brokenness. And not only that, people are investing in us to be broken so that we continue to spend money. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And here it is. It is. And and let's let's even talk about that real quick. Right. Because because I know how exactly how you mean it, and somebody hearing it might not hear. Understand. Right. Well, I don't know. I just want to get clear. I'm gonna cut this right. off real quick. So, all right, cool. So, what happens is when you put, like, they invest in us to do that, and some people will look at that to be like, "Yeah, see, that's it, or whatever." But it's no. just a, it's just a proven formula. So, why not invest in it? Right. And so, what happens is. Like you said, until we can change the psychology and no longer pay for that, right? Then you won't even have people invested in that. So, to a degree, when you say, like you said, what do we do? It's why, to a degree, it's why mental dialogue exists. Which you've heard me say this plenty of times before, right? Right. Because in my my eyes, it's it's the psychology mm-hmm. that has to be changed. Mm-hmm. Because without that, you can continue to be manipulated mm-hmm. by things that are natural to be manipulated by, like you said, mm-hmm. buying into broke brokenness. Like you like say, use a 50 sittings example. Like right. you said, he was wise enough because typically, uh, you know, the reason most, a lot of rappers don't become 50 cent is right. because eventually either they're too old or sometimes get su- successful enough to where people no longer buy their story of brokenness because they know you've made it. They know that you're happened, That happened to 50 cent. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Like I said, he's he was wise enough to stay sustain himself but right. the average rapper to a degree 
you start to, you know, when we're young, it's, oh, he ain't street no more. He ain't this right. no more. So it's limited to that. But on a, like you're saying, just kind of walking through it on an economic level. Yeah. Like you said, until we flip the reward right. of brokenness. And exactly. so, that, so that becomes us as a community being aware that yes. we, we relate to the broker story so much. And yes. that not only did, will we buy into it, one of it is relating because sometimes it is our experience to it. Yes. So yes. that so it's not that we're knocking that if it is your experience that you relate. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the question becomes, or what we have to put a stop is the pain for it. So the question is, when does the book Hustle Harder outsell the CD Get Rich or Die Trying? Great perspective. You understand what I'm saying? Because that book should do 20 million in sales right? Versus that CD that was all about that murder, did, murder, did, kill, 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 misogynistic, right? That sold, that went diamond. Diamond. It still sells millions at millions every year, right? And he don't even, he, he's not even that guy anymore. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to flip that. And when I mean flip, we have to invest more in that book that's going to lead us in the direction that we really need to go to versus that CD that's going to keep us where we are are moving in the wrong direction. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so until, until we can flip that, we keep buying the brokenness, buying the brokenness, buying the brokenness. And I get it. Yeah, I get, we it. get it. I get it because it's what we, it's the common ground. The struggle is the common ground. Well, like so I always meet, say. Yeah, you meet from, people with the common ground. That's what you so meet my, people. Because my favorite, co- you know, as a philosopher, one of my favorite right. quotes of mine is perpetual struggle is a hustle. Yes. Yes, for sure. Perpetual struggle is a hustle. Yes, and, and you see, what we're talking about now, bro, is the you combination see of like how much we can no longer continue to buy into it. Yes. Why you see Fifty Cent make a transition and write a book that yes. says, you know, work work smarter. Yeah, work smarter. To, to yeah. Work smarter is yeah. to no longer buy into that, which is no going to help you. Exactly. And and, uh, and unfortunately, the, the, what makes it harder to navigate goes back to the beginning of this dialogue. We're almost done. Right. right. Is the narratives you have to navigate. So yes. going back to the, what you said originally, if we teach our children, it is indeed a story. Now they can differentiate, and now it becomes teach them not to buy into the brokers. Exactly. Because perpetual struggle is a hustle. Perpetual Bro. struggle meaning it, there is no they. They can hold you back once you understand it was yes. just a damn story. It was just a story. And here, here's what I see, Montoya. The more and more we move into the younger generations, and I know they said this about us, but I saw a young boy yesterday get shot, you know, very graphically on live. You know what I'm saying? And he was on live, literally, when he got, he got shot. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's on live. Yeah, I can't watch that. And 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 that is an example of them, like these young boys. And I know they said this about us, but I'm saying it about them now because I'm I'm 45. But these boys have bought into a narrative, a gang culture narrative. You know what I'm saying? That is just broken, man. It's broken until we flip it. Until we flip it, we get. This is what we get. Words. That's how we end in this thing. (laughs) All right, love you, King. I love you too, King. Uh, We out. All right, man. Peace. For sure.
And we still on um, Zoom though. I just stopped the live. Oh, he might have left. Oh, it's all good. 